Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Seem Sketchy podcast. We don't have a like a, a basketball player today. Or, well, or we, basketball we, we probably player. might have an athlete. We didn't really look through to see the other numbers. Um, uh, but there are only two people that ever wore the number 48 in the NBA, which is kind of weird because we've normally gone with NBA players. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Walt Gilmore and Nazar Muhammad. Bro. The two people that have ever worn those numbers. Um, this is the Seam Sketchy Podcast. I'm Kyle Bray alongside. Garo G. Baz. Baz, um, glad to be back, Kyle. Glad yeah, to no, be of course. going strong. Second episode since the return. We talked about a whole lot of Red last week. If that's an album that you have a lot of thoughts about, make sure you go listen to that episode. Today, we're going to be doing another classic review. Uh, something we'll probably be doing a lot in the next couple of weeks, just because there has mm. been a lot of new music that is dropping that, you know, is in our lane. Um, so we're just going to go back and like check out some old ones today. We're going to be talking about uh, Fleet Fox's self-titled album, um, an album that I recommended to Garo kind of on a whim over the weekend yes. um, and that he really enjoyed. And I was like, Hey, I mean, this is low. This is like a low key favorite of mine. So I, I don't think I really ever talked about it on this podcast before. So I'll be down to break it down. I mean, it's, it's almost 13 years old this year now. It's, a, it's pretty yeah. old. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some current events. Um, anything else you want to add, Garo, or should we just get right into it? Let's get right into it, Kyle. did do some quick research to see some number 48s because this is episode 48 and really there were only a couple that i recognized two of which being two absolute red Sox legends pablo sandoval and eric gagne yes sir uh, pablo sandoval that was a, that was an ironic uh legends thing i mean gagne was fine but uh pablo sandoval friggin sucked this uh, uh, yeah oh, he was terrible um and I'm, i had his shirt too and it was just it's just like very regrettable because like Pretty much there was a there was a phase where I just went through and I was just getting all the wrong merch for the Red Sox and he was just exactly one of those players because screw Pablo Sandoval. I don't we're know, back. Man. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of different stuff today, but pre- predominantly uh, Fleet Fox's self-titled album, which we will get to after we talk about some current events. Yes, some sad news in the music world over the past week. Um, pop producer avant-garde producer uh house producer incredible just uh you know music mind sophie uh from scotland passed away this weekend a very influential and up-and-coming uh figure in music um i don't think we talked about her album that she released in 2018 it was called like the oh god i'm, I'm, I'm gonna butcher the name i mean i can't remember it off the top of my head hold on um, not gonna lie like, like i don't really i didn't know who she was or well, you, but, but you probably know her one of her biggest producing probably. rap producing songs, which was Yeah Right by Vince Staples featuring Kendrick Oh, Clark. that's right. That's right. Um, her album it was Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. We didn't talk. It was 2017. It wasn't 2018. So, yeah, well, of course, we didn't talk about it on here. But that was a, a big album from 2017. I remember listening to it back then and enjoying it. But I have not listened to it in a while. I feel like I owe it to her to go back and listen to it. Um, you know, tragic life cut way too mm. soon. And I mean, and my first real introduction to her was on the song. Yeah. Right. Uh, by Vince Staples, which, you know, featuring Kendrick Lamar. I mean, obviously right there, you know, great duo. And it was just one of the most just like 
gritty and abrasive beats I've ever heard. It was one of those, like you listen to it and you're just like, wow, like this is yeah. different and in a good way. And it sucks when you see someone who was clearly pushing the envelope so well um, and, you know, like making this sort of just like weird stuff and, you know, like, and weird in a good way, not like, yeah, weird yeah, yeah. like, Ooh, like what the hell, like weird. And like a, this is different. I mean, I really enjoy this. Um, Successful just, experimentation. Yeah. And it's, and it just sucks to, to have a, a very bright life like that cut so short uh, in such a tragic yes. way. Um, so prayers out to friends and family. Vince Staples posted some really nice stuff about, um, well, that's good about her and his, on his Twitter. And it, it made me kind of sad, but um, you know, yeah. Do you, do you know up. how she passed away? Yeah, she fell. Um, it was an what? accident. Um, oh, she was no. In, she was in Greece uh, trying to get a look at like the moon. She was uh, climbing up on the roof in, of a building and fell. Um, oh, wow. Passed. So, yeah, it was and it was an accident, too. Like, so, you know, it's really it's, it's just a real shame. It just shows how, you know, life is just like, you know, this like precious thing Un- that you never know. Unexpected. Well, yeah, rest so, in peace. You know, yeah. Rest in peace. Prayers Sophie. up to family and friends um and then some other t- just just to hammer on the, the the worrisome sad news the other thing is just we want us to give a say that chief Keith is in our thoughts right now he is in the hospital right now um he posted on his story um i didn't not, know that not, not really a lot of i know i only saw it because i recently uh followed the chief Keith facebook page um because he was posting oh, wow. hilarious stuff during the election um but uh, yeah, no. So he posted a photo, photo on his story of him in a hospital with a IV hooked up. So hopefully everything's okay with him. Uh, you know, there wasn't really a lot of details out about that, but we're yeah. just really hoping that, you know, I mean, we're hoping that Sosa is okay. I mean, it's like, we Chief, love Sosa. We need Chief Keefe to be here. We need you here, man. For 2021, we need Chief Keefe. You can't lose another. Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, and then, Gar, you wanted to talk about. The next, uh, yeah, last and current event we want to talk about today. Um, I It popped up this morning, and it's the weekend. He announced a tour. Um, it's his after-hours tour that was supposed to happen, obviously, last year, but it was canceled uh, because of the ongoing pandemic. And something I found interesting is that he his tour literally starts in a year. So it starts in 2022. People, I was, I was reading some of the comments, and people were like, like even like for it being a year out, they're like, they don't even think it's going to happen. Um, and I think this, this brought up a good idea of how, or a good topic of what are concerts going to be like in the future, you know? And I think one thing that, that automatically came into my mind is like these big, big concerts or tours, like the weekend, Drake, blah, blah, blah. I think those can happen because the, obviously they're going to be in big stadiums. People can like socially distance to a degree. But yeah, what I, what I thought about that's like, gonna like take a huge hit is like these little shows like the great oh, yeah no i mean we've already all- seen a lot of small venues like that i mean great scott where we saw jpeg mafia that place is gone yeah um, a victim of the pandemic there are a couple other places i think in boston that have shut down i mean all over the world and all over the country you know small venues like that are shutting down and yeah no i mean and there have been places that have been able to do concerts like i don't know if you saw there was a thing in england they were having concerts over the summer yeah they basically had it so like you were it was outside you had sort of like a little like elevated like platform that had like a fence around it and you just like set up mm. tables and shit and you wore masks in your area, but you were like spread out, you know, like six to 10 feet or something like that. I Which honestly, that, yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, that's a pretty fun way to see a concert. Like you pretty much just get like, you have like a table and chairs and you're all just kind of sitting there. And like, I mean, 
for the type of i'm assuming it was like kind of a chill concert you know if you're just like seeing a band that's like chill you know just sit down you know stand up and dance if you want to but just like sit down and like eat and drink and crap you know like it it depends revolutionize i mean it's really just going to depend on like the industry is going to need to evolve and i think the one big thing that i'm hoping to see more of is you know like twitch concerts Mm. i think that would be a huge market especially if you're a guy like the weekend like you're telling me he couldn't pull like he could couple hundred thousand or so maybe even a, like a million people on twitch you know like you tell me you could if he yeah. if he did hit one of his shows and just like you know they like multi-camera broadcasted it on twitch like would you, would you not turn, tune in i would consider tuning in of course of course i but actually followed also... a place too where it was like they do like small little house shows like you're talking about those little oh, shows they it's yeah. like a house venue and they do it on they just broadcast it on twitch which is great because you can donate straight to like the creator nice. straight on twitch you know you because because obviously you don't really I mean, I think you can set it up so you have to pay to watch, but like you know, it's kind of yeah. like tickets and shit. I mean, you're I, I like I like the idea that um, the England concert that you're talking about, but of course it depends on what you're listening to. You know, if it's like Playboy Cardi, people want to like fucking rage and mosh and shit, and that's that's something that I think is gonna like maybe never come back. Honestly, at this point, like yeah. moshing and and thing, which I that that hurts me to say because you know we love we love doing that shit. Um, but it's just a thought, you know, and I think it's going to be a long time, definitely 2022 before, like we go to a concert, like real, like realistically. Yeah, no. And I mean, but that's the other thing though, is if it's on like Twitch, you know, you could just like be at home with your friends and you could just rage with them. You, hey. know? you don't have to worry about a bunch of random people. Like you tell me that if it was like just us two watching like a Twitch Playboy Cardi concert, we wouldn't be like just moshing the two of us no, but, i mean that's like, kind of pathetic but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to punch you in the face but i'm trying to punch this random guy because like that's fair enough i'm glad I, you're I not trying to punch I, me in the face I, I, don't, I don't fucking know so like i'm just gonna throw him to the ground that's how it goes i mean well you know? y- it, if we lose moshing it shows how will people ever get the experience of getting punched in the face by jpeg mafia on the, munch, Literally, in the mosh bro. pit by accident like i did you know <laughs> flex that's a flex that's one of my favorite stories <laughs> I, I remember I posted in a Facebook group too. I was memeing. I was like, oh, yo, I got punched in the face by JPEG Mafia at a show. And someone's like, why? I was like, oh, because I was white. It's like, no, it was an accident. He was trying. Yeah. He was like, we were just all moshing around. And I just happened to be near him and he caught me in the face. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was intentional. I mean, I, I, I could have a punchable face. Who knows? Eh, I don't think you do. But yeah, um, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're hope- hopefully, I think concerts will be able to come back. And you know, also, I hope they can come back because there are a lot of artists that I think are holding off their material. That too. Because of That's that. A I, mean, I think we talked about it last week where, you know, like uh, TD is probably holding back some material. I mean, I was yep. glad to see the ones that did release. I mean, like Taylor Swift dropped two friggin' albums. You're telling me if Taylor Swift, like yeah. one of the biggest artists who does like some of the biggest tours can drop albums. Like, you know, Kendrick Kendrick can drop his. Sis can drop his or hers. I'm Come sure on, they'll, they'll be like, I'm sure they'll be able to get money for it. You know, definitely, I mean, definitely. like I'll pay. I'll pay for the album to come out. How much do you want? Uh, Top Dog, I'll write you a freaking check. How much Please. do you want for the Kendrick album? Seriously, I don't have a lot of money, but I'll give all. Give it um, all. Anything else you want to touch on or do you want to get into the class? Nah, I mean, uh, here's the 2021. Hey, maybe the end of this 2020, sorry, 2022. But maybe the end of this year, we'll catch something. I don't think so. But I just hope that, you know, we can just go back to some random basement show and just like, Throw, throw yeah. some people to the ground. That's well, why. And, and but see, the other thing that's that kind of makes me sad about it is like, you know, like we're gonna hit a point where like maybe we might be like you know too old for that. Yeah. You know, like where like yep. it would be weird for us to show up to one of those, even though that's like really all I want to do. It's prime um, time right now. Just pain. 
you know, um, one, of my friend, <laughs> one of my friends posted a TikTok yesterday and it was just like, you know, one of those where it's like what like thoughts going through my head and it's like the voice to text. And one of them was like, I'm wasting my prime years in a pandemic. And I was like, yeah, I feel that. Oh, that one hit a little too hard. I, I definitely um, feel that. Yeah. And I do want to say before we move on, shout out to, it is called Scruff of the Neck. That's the place that I, uh, that's the Twitch channel that I follow. Mm. It's a, it's a UK based one. They post a lot of like, you know, like nice kind of like DIY indie rock kind of stuff. And it's, it's good. I've enjoyed some of the shows that I've watched on there. Well, speaking uh, of indie. Yeah, sure. Well, transition. I'll, I'll, I'll let oh, you do the transition this time. So speaking, <laughs> yeah, speaking of indie, we're going to talk about an absolute indie, uh, in, I was supposed to say indie pop, but it's not really indie folk. Yeah, uh, darling right. of an album. We're going to be talking about Fleet Fox's self-titled album, Fleet Foxes, which came out in 2008. It was their record label debut um, with mm. Sub Pop Records, actually, which I did not know that. But you know, shout out to Sub Pop. They just have some of my favorite favorite music. That for for if you don't know, that's the label that Beach House is on. That's the label oh. that was like huge on Nirvana early on. Um, they also have Wise Blood. She's on Ooh. Sub Pop. Um, I'm trying to think of some okay. of the people that are on there that you might know clipping i don't know if you know clipping it's no. the david diggs's rap group um they're mm. also on sub pop they have a lot of they have a lot of great artists on there um it's a great label well, probably one of my favorite labels as that's not like probably my favorite like rock type label yeah yeah but yeah so for those who are not familiar i mean i'm sure I'm, i know we have a decent amount of fleet fox fans that listen to the show just because like you know i have like friends that listen to them they're uh mm. they're they're a great little uh indie folk band from washington state um, oh. they're very they're a very washington state type out i mean it makes sense too because that's where sub pop is based um but yeah so i so if we want to talk kind of about how we got into it you texted me saying that you were doing homework and you needed an album to listen to i was like i was like okay i was getting a little rap burnout um r&b i'm not trying to listen to r&b so i was like yo kyle give me an album that you you want me to listen to i i gave no real uh um i guess criteria and I just said something that's going to like, you know, be chill. And I was doing while well, I was doing my, uh, my coding homework. So it did help. And I, had, and I really, and you sent me that text. I was in the middle of something and I was like, fuck, what am I going to give him? Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm under a lot of pressure right now. He hasn't asked me for like an album recommendation in a while. I really need to hit yeah. it out of the park. And the way that you phrased it, I thought of like, what, what's an album that I kind of like to put on just like that. I kind of just like get wrapped not get super wrapped up in that. It like, you know, controls me but like yeah. you know is sort of good to sort of guide this is gonna be really hard to phrase but sort of guides me you know i get you I get and this you. was one of the first albums i thought of because it's an album i listen to a lot when i hike mm. um mm. which is reflected a lot in the you know the sound of the music it has a very mountainous oh, yeah. very outdoorsy sound i remember so they dropped an album in 2020 called shore it's good it's not their best but i enjoyed it um and i remember i, I was tweeting about it because they dropped it like i didn't know it was coming it was completely out of the blue they dropped it on like a tuesday which is even more random um but i tweeted about it and i was like damn like this uh this fleet foxes album makes me uh, has got me wanting to put on my patagonia and uh like go for a hike or something like that um, and i posted it was i posted like a photo of a patagonia ad yeah you're wearing patagonia too i was <laughs> earlier today i posted a photo of a patagonia ad it was just like a stock photo of a bunch of like models wearing patagonia it was like me yeah. and the boys listening to the new <laughs> fleet foxes album <laughs> because like that's always the vibe that i've gotten from oh me. yeah i have this very outdoorsy this very sort of i mean it's it's indie folk so it has a lot of you know there's a lot of acoustic stuff um, I mean, they do have, a, you know, they do have uh, electronic analog, I think is the term for analog mm. instruments, but, you know, they use a lot of acoustic guitar, they harmonize a lot. It's a very sort of like, I think my favorite way I've heard them described and was particularly on this album, I forget who did it. It was some like a YouTube video essay I watched about the Fleet Foxes. It may have been yeah. 
it may have been alpha media. I'm not entirely sure. I'll have to go back Ooh. and look. Um, but basically they said that like their music sort of sounds like something that you would hear if you were at like, like a market in like, you know, like ye olden times, England or something like that. Like the way that it's like, yeah. and, and it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to put into words, but the way that they, the way that, you know, it sounds very folky and the way that they are, their harmonies build on each other. It sort of sounds mm. like something that would come out of that era. I remember the, and I'll, we'll talk about, I'll actually, I'll just, I'll save that for when we get to it. But if you look at the album cover, yeah. the self-titled album, that's kind of the vibe it gives me. It's like, it looks like sort of this like medieval market where like people are trading things and, you know, you'd have like, you know, the people outside playing like the string instruments and whatnot. And um, like the old, the old timey string instruments that I learned about in freaking music history back in the day when we did Renaissance music, but it, it, it kind of has that Renaissance yeah. vibe to it. Um, and that's something I've always really loved about it. I mean, um, that's exactly where I was going to start off with this. It's like, well, the way I see it is the, I think you told me before, you did tell me before, like, oh, I use this to hike. And I'm like, I've been on a big hiking kick recently. It's uh, not, not, not now because it's like snowing, but like prior, uh, I was doing a lot more going outside and stuff. But it, what remind, what like uh, came into mind was like, and this could be a crazy comparison, but bear with me here. Okay. So you know how like in Flower Boy, Tyler the Creator, it's like kind of like okay. a car, a car ride, like yeah. throughout the whole album. I felt that for for this album, but like this is like a whole hike, like. The, the first song starts at the bottom. Second one is like the peak. You made it. And like the the vocals of the, the main singer, like is very spacey and airy. And it's like kind of like a, um, a victory, I feel like, towards the album. And that's how I see it when you're like, you know, like you're, you're you wherever you want it to go. That's how I saw it uh, off of like one of like my later listens. Yeah. Uh, off of first listen, though, you're right. The... I, oh, I thought it was just one person at first and they told me it was a band, which makes sense because yeah. I only, no, it's, I only it's, it's a big group. I only really hear like that one guy, but then again, like if they harmonize, I guess like that's where I well, hear that, the yeah, Well, that's the thing is everyone in the band actually sings in the song. Well, there's the oh, one wow. lead singer, but everyone else yeah. adds in harmony. The lead singer is Robin Pecknold. He's an incredible, he's an incredible voice. And we'll talk about some of the songs I think really highlight his vocals um, later, but, you know, particularly for this album, too, which I love, is that the, the guy who does the main backup vo vocals is Josh Tillman. I don't know if you are familiar with that name. You might be a little more familiar with his, uh, with his stage name, Father John Misty. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, yep. Which is my favorite fact about this album is that he was so he they brought him on before his like career took off. Yep. Um, his solo career took off. They brought him in as their drummer. And he did a lot of the background vocals, which is great because he's a fantastic singer and I love his yeah. stuff. Um, and then he eventually left, which is just kind of funny. That's just like, you know, like their Fleet Foxes are such an accomplished band. It's just like, oh yeah. And they just happened to have, you know, Josh Tillman when he was like early mm. in his career, you know, just, just just playing the drums in this album, which is another thing I love about this album. The drums in this album are fantastic. No, I, like a lot of the, a lot of the instrumentals, a lot of the, I, you're right. The acoustic, I think what sticks out the most and like how like woodsy, how like, not like, not like a, grimy in the sense of like gross like grimy like oh like dirty woodsy like you yeah. know um listen i've listened to like a, a and no offense to if this is offensive but i haven't listened to like a hippie hipster album in a long time and a <laughs> no, long no, time this this is definitely a hippie hipster album like this is an album that you love if you're yeah. like a huge pitchfork reader and you know you drink craft <laughs> beer and coffee you know like. i told you i texted you i'm like wait is it fleet fox I, I knew the name but i haven't listened to the album i i was like isn't this like the pinnacle like token yuppie album 
And then I wouldn't you're like, say necessarily yuppie, but it's definitely like it's very much like a, like an outdoorsy hipster type album. Yeah. I keep saying outdoorsy, but just, I don't know that. I, that's always the vibe I've gotten from it. And it's oh, for sure. How I associate with it because that's like the the lane in which I listen to it. Like I love listening yeah. to this on, and you mentioned it too, hiking and road trips. When yep. I drive, when I drive home, um, back when I, whenever I go home from my apartment, um, I, it's, it's, you know, it's like an hour long drive and this is like a 40 minute long album and it has a very sort of traveling sense to it. You know, the music is sort of like, it's kind mm. of, there are a lot of the drum beats on it are kind of like building to something and a lot of the songs and you mentioned kind of like a hike and this is actually something I noticed listening to some of the songs. A lot of the songs, what they do is they'll start very calm. They build up kind of like a mountain. They start very calm. Yep. They build up, they build up, they build up, and then they start coming down, they're coming down, and they end calm, you know? Mm. So it's just it's, sort of a very, yeah. like, motion feel to the to the way the yeah. music goes in this And, album. I mean, like I was saying, like, listening to this, very refreshing, at least for me, because I haven't really listened to this genre in a while. So, yeah. and also, I want to say, like, right off the bat, I was getting, like, um, uh, Vampire Weekend vibes with their newest album that I'm blanking the name Father of. Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride, like, slightly... Oh, and I was getting um, the Heim sister vibes. I was getting yeah. that too. No, they, sure. they, they definitely sure. have some sort of, in, I would definitely say Heim may have some sort of, in, well, they might not yeah. pull influence from them, but I definitely understand the sound that you're getting from that. Yeah. I have to listen to that album, uh, the Heim one. Okay, I, I, I actually that. didn't even listen to it either. So, you know. <laughs> not, not 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 the new one, the one like before oh, the that. One? Oh, I mean, the old oh. one's great. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't recommend, could, could, could um, recommend both of those to you. I still probably should listen to their new one. Literally. Um, do we want to talk about some of the songs specifically? We can kind of go through and just mention some yes. of the ones that stuck out to us because I mean, I went through and I, I wrote down notes for every song, but we can just go through and sort of just talk about, it. I mean, sun it rises. I love as the opener. It's just sort of like, it sort of gives you the sort of the vibe. Like a campfire. It starts with, yeah, no, it starts kind of like a campfire song and it builds yeah. into this great, um, it builds into this sort of this, this great fit. Um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but just like, it just shows kind of like what you're going to get into. You have sort of like yep. a banjo sounding acoustic guitars. Um, it could even be a banjo. I'm not entirely sure. Um, hmm. And you, you already, you already get Robin uh, Pecknold's voice and it just shows how great it is. And it, but it goes into this. The second song in this album is my favorite Fleet Foxes song of all time. And the first song that I heard from them, because um, yep. before, so before this album, they had an EP, which I listened okay. to after I listened to this album. It has some good stuff on it. Like the song Mykonos, I cannot recommend that song enough. That song is fantastic. Mykonos. You should listen to that after. Um, that's like one of their best songs ever and one yeah. of the most popular songs. Um, but, but White Winter Hymnal, the second song in this, is possibly my favorite, favorite, favorite outdoors song. It's it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a, it, I was thinking about doing, I think at one point I did a top 10 and I put this in here, but then I moved it out of the top 10. It's definitely a top 15, 20 song of all time for me. Like, and how much I love this song. And it's funny because the going back and looking at the lyrics one thing that's weird about this album is the way their songwriting is not even weird but just like different they're they're not very much like a verse chorus a verse chorus type band there's a lot of things where they have like like the open like sun it rises is just verse verse outro this song uh white winter hymnal is just chorus 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 there's no verses they just say i mean because it's a hymnal you know it's just like kind of like a church hymn um but this song is just it has such a great how it starts just slowly with the the first the first singer and then mm-hmm. it builds on more voices. It reminds me sort of the Beach Boys, and that's what they get thrown out a lot when they're talking about it. But it's just like, boom, 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 and it kind of like builds up like that, and then it kind of just explodes into the music. And it oh just yeah, kind of takes you over. And I mean, I could literally, I could do an entire like episode talking about just the song, and I won't. I'll let you talk about other this I mean, song and other things too. But just like, God, I fucking love that song. 
I uh, I think I told you like my favorite song after I listened to it, which I'll get into that later. But yeah. after I listened to the first time, and then you told me this was your first. Your sorry, you, you said this was your favorite song. So I like listened to it a little more, and I definitely understand what you're saying. And I, I do like the the there's like no they're unformulaic in regards yeah, to like they're very very unformulaic, and that's what I love. And, and they're very weird too. Like a lot of their songs are kind oh, of just yeah. like you you read the lyrics, and you're kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> I well the, actually that's something I was struggling with a little bit because I was like. I love the beat. And I love like the vibe, right? And I'm like, yeah. wait, can I like? I, I want to like really try to listen to the lyrics. And like a lot of the stuff didn't make sense. Like red squirrel and blah blah blah. It's like okay, red squirrel in the evening, yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, and, uh, no. I mean, and that's the thing is the the, the lyrics. I, I don't are white, care though. The White yeah. Winter Hymnal are so simple. It's literally just like a thing about like a guy walking through the snow and you know like trying not to fall behind. Really, yeah, like, really what it is. But it's it's and, great. Like, there's some songs like I think heard them steering where like there's no vocals at all. It's just like yeah, all beats. That one, like, that one I love too, which is I was gonna talk about that later. We can talk about it now. I mean, that's like for just an instrumental track, just to show off, oof. you know, and, and I'm not normally a big fan of you know people adding just like oohs and ahs as singing because yeah. I feel like that's kind of cheating at times. But which I don't know, that's kind of a lazy take, but whatever. Um, no, I, I love the way that they that they utilize that in this album, mostly because I lo- I just love the vocals of everyone in this group. The way that they pair together mm-hmm. and the way that they harmonize together is basically one of the biggest appeals about their music to me. Because when you can create great vocal harmony, it it so- it just sounds so great. Um, and this Definitely. album has some of the, my favorite harmonies, you know, that I've heard on any album really. And that song in particular, where they're kind of just building on each other like that, is great. I think I think it does great on that. I mean, um, do you do we want to go track by track or? I know you I mean, wanted we, to. We can kind of just jump around. Because, um, yeah. I mean, like, the, the opening three tracks really are my, like, I think, like, that. those are probably like, my three of my favorites. Ragged Wood, because, like, so you kind of have some of the calmer songs, and then, yeah. what is it, White Winter Hymnal is kind of very upbeat, but then it ends calmly, and then Ragged Wood just, like, gets right into it, and it's just super energetic. Um, it's very sort of enthusiastic and just kind of keeps going. Definitely. Um, yeah. And then, I, or go ahead. I was going to say, like, I'm kind of the opposite. The, the last two are my favorite songs. The last three, the last three. Yeah, I mean, a metal arcs is probably one of my. I wouldn't say my least favorite, but it's just it's, like it's very it's very it's very chill and very calm. Yeah. It's one of those like I could imagine if you were on a hike, it would be you kind of sitting down, you know, like just taking mm. a breather. But Blue Ridge Mountains and Oliver James are both great. If you want to talk about, I mean, you said Oliver James is your favorite. Oliver James is my favorite, and it's solely off of like the ending of it with the singers like um, Oliver James lost in the rain no longer, and like. Just the spaciness of like him singing that. I think he says it like it's acapella. It's acapella, and it, it, it like like uh, I got chills. And I remember I was just like I was literally like doing my homework, typing, and like I I heard that and I just stopped, and like I waited and I waited and I heard that part, and I'm like, that's like um, yeah, that 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 like like I felt that you know as like cringe as that sounds, but like I really did enjoy that, and and and, and that's why I like albums like this where. Listen, I don't know, like I was saying before, maybe I don't necessarily know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I know I know it's like hiking and and, and it's like it's yeah, like I mean, some of the, song, some of the blah, songs blah, blah, are just like telling different stories, you know. Yeah, like it's like story time, we're like metaphors and blah blah blah. But like if like uh the way I guess they say the story, I should say that, or how they display the music makes me like really like it. And, and this album will be part of like my driving in a desert playlist that like you know songs i put on where i want to zone out and like just like as if i'm like an open road like windows down blah 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 which we no can't really do i mean right now, i mean but. i definitely agree with you especially when it comes to that i mean it sounds bad when you say i don't fully listen to the lyrics to an album but this is definitely one of those where and i'm very much like this and i think we're both very similar 
um, mm. which people might say because we're not the great we don't normally analyze lyrics very well on the show yeah. but we're very much guys that like to listen to music that you know kind of puts you in a mood and you can kind of just like mm-hmm. get encapsulated mm-hmm. into and not really you don't have to think but it just kind of carries you yeah. along and it's more of about it's more about the experience of listening to it than necessarily exactly. like you know picking out the meaning behind all the lyrics and whatnot and, and that's why this album is such a good you know hiking driving album for me because a when i'm driving in the car when i'm driving in the car by myself i can sing along and try to you know join in on those harmonies yeah yeah stuff like that which i do in the car all the time like dude i belt white winter hymnal when i'm in the car Um, but but when i'm hiking it's one of those songs where like you know i'm I'm walking around sort of just absorbing nature and then this song is sort of like a soundtrack as i'm doing it adds on to your experience no it does and and that's the thing and that's part of the reason why i love beach house so much is I mean, you can get meaning from their lyrics and, but their songs are, they always say that their songs are kind of intentionally vague where like you can kind of put your, A, you can put your own meaning to it, but also you can kind of sort of just like have it on and just sort of experience it and not have to think about the music. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. going through and like thinking like, oh, what does this line say? What does this line say? No, you're listening to just sort of just feel and feel the emotions that the the music brings out of you. And I listen, that's why I also listen to Beach House a lot when I go hiking, because you know, it's very atmospheric and it creates this sort of vibe that, you know, I carry with me as I'm going throughout mm. my walks. I think, I think to boil it down, Kyle, and then I think we said this a long, long time ago, whatever we, I think something that we, uh, I guess are similar about each other. That's not English. We see vocals and lyrics as like an instrument, another yeah. instrument, I should say, not just the focal point. And like, Listen, I, I I listen to fucking rap. You know what these people are fucking saying? No one knows. It's it's all bullshit. <laughs> but but the beats though, but but yeah. still like the the vocals are very important because it adds to the overall song to the vibe. I think we both uh I mean like, we, we listen to Playboy Cardi half the time he's saying absolute <laughs> nonsense, but the, exactly. the way that he's saying it and the, the way vibe that he creates around the way yeah. that he's saying it is what makes it so good, you know. And I, I think what's important, and I think that again, another thing that we uh I guess relate is like the imagery that music will give us or like yeah. the vi- it all goes into vibe and all that stuff but it's more like when i'm listening to this what do i feel how do i feel and like let's say i'm feeling a hike for example for this uh, album what that's going to make us want to put this on during the hike to enhance the experience overall yeah you know um i like this album a lot we said I, hiking you know, so much during this i think it's bro, i'm feeding bro dude it is no it's it stinks because i when i was back home I would like throw this album on and just go for a walk near the, Mm. in the woods near where I live. And it's Mm. just like, you know, especially when it snows and you're listening, when it's, when you're hiking through the snow, listening to a song about hiking through the snow. Oh, it just hits different, you know, relatable. Um, (laughs) Um, So, Hey, I mean, I'm really glad that you appreciated that. Do you want to say, do you want to say like, kind of just to wrap it up, what our like three favorite songs are? Yeah. um, It's, it's, it is. Okay. Well, I'm going to do honorable mention to uh, white, white winter, Hymnal. Yeah. Um, because that, that was a good song, and I will give you that. But I do like also another, another honorable mention to Heard Them Steering because I did like how it slapped, even though there was no vocals. Yeah. Um, well, no, no lyrics. There were no vocals. lyrics. They lyrics. Were just, they yeah. Were just saying, you know, gibberish. Um, gibberish, but they were just going ooh and ah. But it's definitely the number three, like in that order number three, Metal Larks, number two, Blue Ridge Mountains, and number one, Oliver James. Yeah. Blue I Ridge think, Mountains uh, is great. I mean, it's hard for me to pick really a top three for this. So, I mean, well, it's easy for me to pick the number one, but. Yeah. I think, and this part, this partially is because of recent listening. So I listen to my daily mix a lot and mm. Fleet Foxes is like on this one daily mix. I listen to a lot. And one particular song from this album is it's called Your Protector, which I don't think mm. I really got to talk about, but I love that song. That song has one of my favorite sort of hooks on the whole thing. And the way that the kind of the guitars come in on it just like really gets me going. 
So that's probably my number three. Yeah. My, my number two, I would probably say is ragged wood that one's just sort okay. of good and it's just sort of it's just very energetic it makes me feel yeah. like you're kind of running through you're kind of running when you're listening to it and then of course is the number one white winter hymnal because i said it's you know it's like it's like a top mm. 20 song of all time for me so it has to uh, be the number one <laughs> actually real question because you, you just brought up playboy cardi what's better self-titled cardi or self-titled fleet foxes uh self-titled fleet foxes this, <laughs> this album is, is a classic classic yeah. out of 10 10 out of 10 album yeah. for me love it so oh, much glad. um yeah no and i mean if you enjoy this i would definitely say you know for you and for the listeners mm. um if you haven't listened to their album from this year um it's solid it's a little different from this it's a little more uh i think they add a little bit more analog instruments onto it okay um but it's still pretty good it has some great tunes um and then their their album what was it that it was help helplessness blues uh from 2011 mm-hmm. which i think was um I think what? Fantano may have given album of the year that year. Really? What's up? What was up with their hiatus? Why were they gone for like ten years? I'm not entirely sure. They were just you know out doing their own thing. Um, mm. But you know that's that's a great album too. Um, Helplessness Blues is also great. Um, yeah. So if if this if what we've been talking about, if you haven't listened to them, if what we've been talking about interests you, definitely go check them out. Definitely. So that is our review of Fleet Foxes self titled a great album that I'm so happy we got to talk about. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do our uh, sort of an abridged uh, last FM segment because we want to try to keep these episodes short. We're gonna do what we would normally do: our artists, um, albums, and tracks. But instead of doing our top six, we're gonna do our top three. Yes, sir. Um, just, just, just to kind of you know keep things brief, but also get yeah. a chance to talk about what we want to talk about. Uh, do you want to lead us off, or should I go? Uh, you go first, sir. All right, so I'll go first. Um, my third place one on there is uh, Mitski. I've been listening to her a lot. She has fantastic albums. I'll probably wreck you one of her things if you want to I, listen to it. It might not I be. Should. It might not fully be up your uh, up your alley, but she has some just absolute banger songs that are just so good. Um, one of my favorite, yeah. know, like rock songwriters that's working right now. Hey, I'm on a huge I mean, kick this year. I'm on like uh, I'm on a really big like rap and R&B burnout. So any any new music would would be great. I would say listen to Puberty too. That's probably my favorite album by her. It's Perfect. fantastic. Um, and then number two was Fleet Foxes. Because um, funny enough, I had already been listening to them before we decided to do this episode. So, Let's go. Um, they just kind of launched up because I listened to the album back through a couple times. Uh, and then number one, of course, is good old Beach House Beach. Good old. Um, number three. Uh, kind of a person we haven't talked about in a while, but hopefully draw something this year. Ski Mask the Slump God. Ooh. Oh, good, good like uh, gym music. And that's what like oh, my so last good. FM... My last FM might be uh like a lot of like gym like pump up music because that's how it is. You've been but, working, man. You've been yeah, putting, pumping that iron. Grinding. Oh yeah, with ski mask, some god. Number two, D Savage. Do you know D Savage? I don't what's the name He's again? D Savage. Like D E E or just the letter no, D? No, like the letter D Savage. He's kind of like I don't think I've heard of him. I don't want to call him a deep cut, but like he's like um he was a guy that was like really really popping two years ago, and then he hasn't really been doing that much now. But like I was listening to his old stuff, and I was like, this shit is so melodic. So like Pierre Bourne vibe ask, but Pierre I don't think Pierre Bourne really like produced a lot. But great guy. This is one song that I was bumping, and I'll get to that later. And then uh, number one, Fleet Foxes, great coding music. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know? um, um, what about your albums? Album is gonna like follow, I guess with what i just said so you will regret by ski mask slump god old old like not old it's like i don't, uh, think, I've, I don't even think i've listened to that you listen to something like, like um uh shout out my mucus i forget to spend the titles but like whatever some songs about in that uh, album uh then number two is d phoenix by d savage that's like his like it was his ep it was it's a chill vibe it's i don't think yeah. you would like it honestly but i think <laughs> i liked <laughs> it because it's like 
I like because it made me like. Um, I love melodic rap. Well, the reason the reason I I listen to him again is because like one of his songs are, is like Loki popping on TikTok. And that's a whole other thing. TikTok will bring back music I've listened to in a while, but also like introduce me to like great music, which is like how Vine was. So I love that. Yeah, no, um, I've discovered a lot of great stuff from TikTok. And then uh, number one, Fleet Foxes, self-titled. Yeah, my, my Fleet Foxes number one uh, is also is also my musical titled. Uh, my number three is Seven by Beach House, which uh, was on my 2018 mm. end of year list. I think in I think I actually put it in seventh too as a joke, um, not entirely as a joke. I mean, it was great. It would probably move up a little bit for me. Uh, now, and number two is Depression Cherry because I've been bumping um, 1037. I think that might be in the yes. top tracks. So let's see if it is looking at the tracks and yes it is it is number two on my track list 1037 by beach house it, i'd recommend you listen to that song too if you kind of like fleet foxes it's very stripped mm. back um and it i love it too because it's literally just like um it's like just like the drum machine going like a very low kind of like low synth bass yeah and then just this incredible guitar line from their guitarist alex scally comes in in the middle of the song and it's just like it's like you know, you know, like the the meme of like SpongeBob like floating up in the air. It's just like yeah. that's how I feel when that guitar part comes in. It's just it's so just like heavenly nice. in a way. But that was my number two uh, song. Mm-hmm. We can just hit my mic by accident. Um, number three is Dark Spring from uh, by Beach House, which is the opening track from Seven. Um, awesome, awesome shoegaze cut from them. And number one is Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. That song is I literally cannot say enough good things about it. It is it's one of those songs where like. Uh, it's just so addicting it's so mm. good it that's uh, tracks with an incredible music video too which i, po- oh. I posted a shot of it on my story this last night i mean my tracks are like pretty much awfully fox except the first one uh number three he doesn't know why i don't know why i didn't mention that but i did like that song just like totally lapsed my memory uh but number two oliver james that's the highest yeah. leaf i was listening to and then number one opera by d savage this is the song that i was like from tiktok that i was bumping a lot um like i just put in it when i'm in the shower whatever it like gets you like just moving and bumping so i really did enjoy that hell yeah so that was episode 48 of the seam sketchy podcast yes. um we're gonna be tr- we're, like we said we're gonna be trying to do some more classic review type stuff so if there isn't like a classic album that you want us to talk about like literally let us, know. let us know and we'll do it especially if it's an album that we haven't listened to before um that's Maybe the cool. an album too that we've listened to yeah. in a while. I mean, there are a lot of like, there are definitely a lot of classic albums out there that like we just might, we may know of, but haven't really gone through and listened to the full thing or just kind of know like just the highlights from, you know, older ones, you know? So if there's an album that you really like, definitely slide it our way. I'll, I'll put something on my Instagram, put something on our Instagram stories, basically saying yeah. like what, what classic album should we talk about next? Just because, you know, like, Hey, we want to give back to the fans, you know? And also mm. because, you know, we have a couple albums that we want to talk about, but you know, yeah. if there aren't albums you want to hear about, then well, obviously we, we want to do it. <laughs> we want to give the people what they want, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and also it's just good because I, that was sort of a thing we were thinking of is like, we might go and find like a classic album that both yeah. of us haven't listened to. And it won't be like, you know, where it was like me, you know, like it just going off Gara what he thought about songs. I already know and love. It'll be yeah. something where we both haven't really heard it before. And who knows, maybe we'll disagree and it would be interesting and contentious. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to do it for love us that. for our episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at seems sketchy pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Kbray 63 and on Instagram at Kyle underscore bray dot png i might have to change my username just because it's annoying to say on the show but i love my username um, no, and check say. out my if you're trying if you're trying to hire me uh, for anything check out my portfolio kyle bray yo get on that Hell yeah. um follow me garo baz on instagram and twitter uh 
follow me garo bazaar on tiktok oh <laughs> oh? I, I just posted one tiktok so and i had i got like 2500 hits so i think i'm popping creator fund where you at nah but uh you know i'm glad to be back follow some sketchy pod like kyle said and uh we'll see you guys next week see you guys